Well, universe, it's been a while. And uh, that's because I can't turn the fucking AC off. It's too goddamn hot. Maybe later today I'll be able to record, but man, it's so hot. It's miserable. So, yeah. Five straight days that AC has been running. Because it's that fucking hot. And I can't imagine that Denver's getting the worst of it. In fact, I know Denver's not getting the worst of it, because whenever I go look at who's getting the worst of it, it's somewhere down south. It's never Denver. 5280. Those feet matter. Keeps us from having the suffocating humid heat that the rest of the country is getting. But we're having our own version of suffocating humid heat. It hasn't been below 78 degrees since 10 o'clock on Monday morning. And now it's Thursday. So it's been almost 80 degrees or hotter since fucking Monday at lunch. What the fuck? I mean, there's no time to record because it's so goddamn hot. Pause. All right. If for no other reason than to give <laughs> that poor air conditioning unit that sits in my living room window a break, I say hello, universe. And I have so much to talk about. I don't even know where to start. I just... I feel... Well, I feel at a... At a juncture. I feel... Um, maybe it's just the turning of the season. I mean, two months from now it'll be... Well, what? 90 degrees instead of 100? Fuck, man. It's hard to talk about anything but the fucking weather when it's this hot, huh, Phoebe? Here, let me get you out from under that cord. And my poor dog has been not able to hold down food. She's still got a healthy appetite, but she's barfing up half of what she's eating, if not more. Now, could it be the heat? It could be. That's one of the reasons I hesitate to even turn the air conditioner off now. She sits here in the cross draft of what little current moves through the house naturally and still is suffering I'm sure intensely especially given the number of tumors that she puts up with so <clears throat> I have reasons for not having recorded they're legit and not that I miss this but I do feel like there is a certain level of internal grounding I get from checking in here so, going this long without recording, I start to get antsy. So I will sit through some sweltering temperatures here, but probably only 20 minutes of it, and then I'll probably do it again tomorrow and then do it again the next day because, well, I've got some things to catch up on that I've said, like, <clears throat> for instance, <clears throat> all this UFO <clears throat> malarkey, in my opinion, that's happening now. And, <clears throat> pardon me, I don't mean to label it... Um, well, how do I mean to treat this? Be very cautious of what is being shown to us without any level of true verification. In other words, they haven't rolled out a fucking alien body yet that I've seen. They haven't demonstrated materials that are doing things that we do not understand that I've seen. What they've shown us is a bunch of second-hand information and representation, documentation of 
incidents that could all be fucking malarkey. I know what it looks like to prop up a circumstance so that you feel like this, the <laughs> the evidence that is available all points toward the inevitability that you are telling the truth, even though you are lying your ass off and making the entire thing up. Until they roll an alien body out, don't believe anything. Don't believe a fucking word, because the self-interests at this level are manipulative, manipulative, are able to manipulate situations enough that this could all be horseshit. And everything in my lie detector internally tells me that this is, which is as disappointing a result as I can think of. Because I really don't know that there is the ability to travel dimensionally across galaxies in that kind of scale. I don't know that it makes sense that that's even available. If you think about the time and the uh, energy involved, not to mention sustaining populations in terms of endurance to get to point A to point B, unless you're literally leaving for the safety of your own civilization into the great unknown, I don't see where your resources planet-wide go to that kind of exploration. Now, could a billions-year-old civilization have figured this stuff out and be conquering the galaxy? Sure. But I think they're the one-off, or the two-off, or the Galactic Federation of Council off. Maybe there are six of them, but they're known, to each other at least. And so a little bubble on the butt of existence that humanity might be in this little zone, which I still think we're a waste planet being deoxidized, through salt and water from all the ferrous chemicals that have been, not ferrous, from all the toxic chemicals that in other zones of the galaxy this planet represents. Well, the fact that we can live here in this density is still the miracle. It doesn't matter if this is a waste zone. It doesn't matter if we are a prison planet. It doesn't matter among any of those potential realities of what we're suffering as a civilization, because the suffering that we're suffering is our suffering of choice. We're here because we refuse to be something different. And all it takes to be something different is to decide to be something different and collectively achieve it. You want to be more kind as a collective? Well, then humanity has the choice to be more kind. How do we do that? We start acting more kindly. Guess what? Now we live in a kinder paradigm. I mean, it's so fucking simple, it's just hard to imagine that we're fucking it up so bad. Pause. Which is why I'm so disappointed that the alien disclosure, that the Senate and Congress hearing level Senate... I mean, we're doing things at a level that is extraordinary for a story that is bullshit. Now, do I think UFOs are bullshit? No, I don't. I just think that whatever is capitalizing on this circumstance is not honest. I don't know how else to put it. The world tells me now when things are true. For whatever reason, this experience that we're having with this disclosure is not the truth. I don't know why the lies are here. I don't even know what the agenda is that's creating the lies. I just know, be careful. They roll out an alien body, now you've got something you can start to change your opinion of. 
<clears throat> but until then, it's just men telling you stories that other men have said about things that men have seen that are all fucking conjecture, circumstance, and possibly bullshit. So for now, it is bullshit. Until differently, <clears throat> well, I recommend you have the same level of suspicion. Pause. See how hard that is to hit? That's not fair. All right. The other paradigm that's slightly collapsing. Oh, and, I, and I'm not. Here's the thing. I don't lose any of my buoyancy. Because the reality of what stand-up comedy in 21st century America looks like. Um, I'll just say that I don't think comedy has the same level of mm, craft that um, the project I'm currently envisioning can afford without establishing a voice in one of two very specific ways. One is here, wandering through long-form communication to build an audience of respondents who feel not just enabled, but um, but uh, in burden, uh, the, the burden of building a better world is on us. It's simple as that. And I just feel like that team needs more members. So I can build them here in long-form communication where I can actually make my point. Or I can go through the staccato polish that it is to develop 20 minutes of tight comedy material on things like knowing you're the Messiah, how to deal with becoming the Messiah, and then once you become the Messiah, what next steps you should take. Now, those comedic overtones uh, develop them I have been, and while I find some of that to be... Um, hmm, what do I find some of that to be? Pedantic? I guess it's it it feels the opposite of creative, but routine and ritualistic enough in the process that it has to be gone through. Is that close to what pedantic means? In other words, I think there's an obligation to this level of hmm, comedy that is simple, that is almost brain-numbing, or it is, it is destructive, not, uh, not elevating. There is a certain harshness in the internals of comedy that require you to participate in some level of hmm, attack that I find unworthy of the art in general. And things like uh, put-down festivals or um, barb slings and arrow-throwing contests to see who can be the harshest to who. These are funny. I don't deny that. But this level of ingratiation, ingra <laughs> this level of participation for me is wrong. And so... <clears throat> Carving out a niche in comedy that is the alternative, <clears throat> while bringing a message of 
Messianic glory? Well, that's proven to be challenging indeed. Challenging indeed. So, I'm not sure that that's something I'm even up for. I'm not even sure that's why I'm here. It hasn't felt like a true resonance the whole time, so I think I'm missing something fundamental. And so, August, I intend to go back into the comedy arena with a fresh take on everything. Which is to say, the first 60 days, I learned a lot. But what I think I learned more than anything is that I came in with expectations that are not being met because they weren't the expectations I was supposed to be running with. So having somewhat found myself immersed in the quicksand and now deciding, I don't know if I should have jumped in so quickly. Deciding to grab a rope, pull myself back out and walk to the edge and be more careful feels like I may learn a lot more about how to participate at a level in which my message and the art are combining rather than me forcing one or the other upon itself in a way that distorts everything I'm trying to do and frankly leads to feelings of discomfort and ill purpose and uh, wrong rumidness and other ways of thinking, is this where I belong? Well, questioning those outcomes, I always will be the one thinking, is this the way it's supposed to be going? Could it be better? And yes, it could be better. But Let's get back to the final analysis where I think the one other thing that I really hate about comedy right now is how much it's focused on porn. I get it. I really do get it. It's in fact, in the 60 days, the reason to hit the reset button is because I have wandered into this territory without realizing just how much of an overtone this was casting on everything. And, oh, that's so disappointing. I can't describe it. It feels like such a media, mediocre application for all of the talent that could be doing something truly insightful to waste it on porn. Well, it'll get better. I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll see true comedians emerge. In fact, last night, <laughs> I did something I haven't done in a long, long time. I went on a date. <clears throat> And I saw some professional comedians. I went on a date with a comedian to watch comedians. How funny is that? Well, it was honestly, uh, it was illuminating for me to see some talent uh, work the room in a way that I thought all uh, aspiring comedians would work the room. I watched a guy do, uh, I'm sure something he had done before in any bar that was uh, posh enough to offer box wine. Well, he had a box wine routine ready to go. And it was killer. It was fun. He had um, exactly the right dynamic for the room on a, on a note of embarrassment to any bar that they are pouring wine out of a box. However, the comedian, the two females that followed him, were fantastic. Best two women comedians I've seen, and I'd seen the second one one other time at an open mic. So she's a Denver comedian who's working on her material here, but she writes jokes as tight or better than any male comedian I've seen perform yet. And um, 
the woman who went up before her uh, had a whole routine. She's she's rather tall, I assume six foot, but um, her presence on stage about <laughs> the reluctant basketball player. She had so many callbacks woven in that were fantastically um, subtle. I just I appreciate a comedian a comedian's attempt to craft a joke that maintains its currency throughout the entire routine and eventually pays off even in a subtle way at the end that may not be the funniest thing you've ever seen, but it holds true to the concept of the whole axe theme. She was a master at that. Between the two of them, they had everything there is you need to know to write high, 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 high level comedy. And they're going to move to New York and try to strike it rich. It's one of the more mm, applause-worthy moments for the gusto of mm, someone else's sense of adventure that I've seen in a while. So, that in itself made the whole night worth it. Plus, I... Had a pretty suave date. It's been a while since I've been on a date. Hell, it's been a while since I've been attracted to somebody enough to go out with them. And boom. Yay. We'll see if there's a second date. Um, I guess I'll spend the next 20 minutes talking about dudes and why they've simped out through porn. I, it, I guess... Having easy access to robot jerk-off material of all variety can get you through your fucking solo 20s and 30s, I guess. I mean, or just that turns you into such an awkward interface with the other sex that you have no chance of holding a conversation without diluting yourself to friend zone in the process. I don't know. I feel for guys whose basic shtick in life has become swipe right. It seems it seems like it's such a lonely place to be. <sighs> but at least in the wintertime it wouldn't be so damn hot. I mean seriously, when is this gonna break? Is this heat staying forever? Oh it's too hot. It's too hot for anything except temper tantrums.